I have bad news for you tonight, and uh, I just thought I'd lay it on you real quick. Uh, the bad news is this, briefly. Uh, once a year, I give in to overwhelming public demand to the lowest nominator, the lowest common denominator of the audience. Uh, in other words, uh, it's slob night here on the show, and... Uh, I, I say that the slob should be heard. I mean, after all, he's, you know, he's certifiably human, but that does not necessarily say that he has a humanity, which is a little bit different. But, you know, a lot of, after all, many apes have been certifiably damn near human. But it's the deeper sense of, of, uh, of social uh, responsibility that makes us different from the others. Right, Ed? That's uh, certainly it. And, uh... And unfortunately, the slob is deficient in that area. He's also, he tends to have tastes that run uh, totally to the basic. It's very difficult to say, uh, attempt to talk a, a slob into uh, indulging in, after his meal, a little uh, aged fromage and perhaps uh, an elegant liqueur. He tends to run in other directions. In fact, the, the, uh, the, the watchword of the slob is, Hey, you got any more beer? That uh, is possibly the most, uh, the watch cry of the true slob. Or uh, another thing that you hear the slob often say is, Hey, name it! Yeah, bum! This, uh, this uh, we deplore normally throughout our, our, uh, the year, but this particular day, since it is a fairly well the beginning of a new year, we would like to take cognizance of that small but very colorful minority in our midst. You like to believe that they are a minority, right? <laughs> Certainly to our listening audience, they are a minority. Uh, we like to take cognizance, however, of them from time to time and give them their due. Uh, another phrase that you hear quite often the slob use is often this. Hey, come on, defense, you slob, let's go, move that puck. This is uh, de deplorable, but nevertheless is, is, uh, is, is worthy of note that tonight that we're going to take advantage of, you know, with the time we have to recognize this minority in our midst. Now, in Philadelphia, for example, the, the slob runs to a different sound. He has his own... As a matter of fact, this is true in all regional sectors. Uh, the Chicago slob is not the same as the Los Angeles slob. Uh, the uh, New York slob has his own qualities. We've, now, the Philadelphia slob runs to a sound something like this. Hey, you Phillies! Why the hell don't you move out of town? Boo! That's the Philadelphia slob. And... Uh, he has driven many a good man right up the tree, uh, most notably Richie Allen, who <laughs> not only left town hurriedly, but proceeded to club the Philadelphia Phillies in insensibility every time he came near them. And you can't blame that. The slob engenders uh, anger, if not downright resentment, on all sides. Now, many times you have gone into a, a diner, for example, on Route 3 in Jersey. Uh, the slob can be heard at his best in that state. In fact, uh, one of his most common comments is this. You come in, you sit down at the counter, and you order your donut, you order your coffee, and you notice a, a leather-clad slob sitting at the far end of the bar or the, the counter. He notices you, and suddenly he says, Who are you looking at, huh? This, uh, this is a, a typical uh, expression of the slob's notice of you. He's, he's noticed you, he's recognized you, and he's about to take action. Now, you have one of two choices. Either you run like hell, or you stand up to your full six feet, seven inches, 297 pounds, and say the following. I'm looking at you! 
at which point uh, he will recognize a fellow slob and he will give the peace sign of the slob and sit down and proceed to eat his third cheeseburger in a row. <laughs> the slob, by the way, never has been known to order a plain hamburger. Uh, the slob runs heavily to sliced onions, dill pickles, lots of ketchup, mustard, piccalilli, a big slab of cheese, and a good helping of whatever's on the counter. You could put the India ink on the counter. He poured on his hamburger and would enjoy it. Now, another thing, the slob's taste in music runs to very basic stuff. Uh, he has never been known. In fact, uh, he, he's often driven to anger, outright anger, when he's confronted, say, with Mozart. Uh, for example, hey, we have turned that damn noise off. This is a typical uh, attitude of the slob towards the great classical period in music. Uh, for example, I've heard one slob say the following: What the hell is that Beethoven doing? Number noise. Well, that uh, I think uh, gets right to the heart of the slob's aesthetic. Now tonight we have ta we've taken the opportunity tonight to give the slob his due. We have received hundreds and hundreds, if not thousands, of letters from slobs throughout the year requesting things which the slob has found uh, to his particular liking. In fact, one of the slobs uh, wrote me the other day, and he said, Hey, Chef, but cut out all that stuff. What I want to hear is Clarence the Singing Chicken. Well, I, I, I concede. Uh, he's probably right. Clarence the Singing Chicken has a hell of a lot of uh, talent. And uh, if, if you'll please add tonight, for the slobs in the audience, we bring you Clarence the Singing Chicken. Oh, my God. 
Thank you very much, Clarence. My God, that's an ugly sound. Well, that uh, was for the benefit of all the slobs out there who have requested another appearance of fantastically successful, I regret, fantastically successful appearance by Clarence the Singing Chicken. And uh, I, I, I have to apologize to those of you with taste out there who uh, probably are quite offended at this, but uh, after all, this station does believe in giving all minorities uh, their, their just due. So, uh, all of you slobs out there that requested this for the past uh, year or so, I hope you feel justified now. I'm sure within a couple of letters, a couple of days, I'll get a letter or two, maybe 15 or 20, and then they, they, they slowly gather. See, it, it takes a long time for a slob to write a letter. And uh, because of the basic problem he has holding the pencil and all that, it keeps breaking and stuff. So, uh, and the paper keeps tearing, you know, and he digs into it. So, when I do get these letters, I know that one will say, Hey, Shepard, that was a good chicken! And I, I would like to, I'd like to thank him in advance, he and his friends. Now, we've also received thousands and thousands of, of smudged, thumb-printed letters from slobs who, uh, again, where, where, tonight, as I say, is, is slob night here on the show. And uh, I, I'd like to make this very clear uh, for those of you who may be. Would you please uh, bring my slob drink in, please? I asked earlier a little... Here, there's a little... Uh, yeah, just a little bit. See, here there's a cardboard cup there. Uh, incidentally, the slob lives by carbonated beverages of one kind or another. Uh, that's the young slob. Uh, the young slob has never been known willingly to drink milk. Uh, in fact, uh, his... Uh, uh, here you go. There it is. In fact, the average typical father slob, speaking of his son, will say, Well, you shut him up! Give him a Coke! Well, the, the, the uh, young slob learns quickly that nothing that is... That is uh, he loves sweet things. That's almost the essence of the slob. Anything that is sweet is called good. You like this? Do uh, you agree with that, Ed? Everything must be sweet. Uh, and uh, as a matter of fact, the sweeter the wine, the better he likes it. Uh, the dry wine... Uh, as a matter of fact, uh, when confronted with things as dry wine, you say, I want to just stuff these like vinegar. That is uh, the slob's attitude towards a 1951 Chateau Lafitte Rousset, which comes at about $74 a bottle. Uh, his next remark is, What a suck is a bite is! So uh, you can see that the slob has his basic uh, attitudes, which are unchanging. Uh, unchanging. And uh, here tonight, again is another piece of music that the slob has requested endlessly. I, 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 and I, I'm sorry I ever introduced it to him. Uh, I, I must take, oh, thank you very much. Thank you, Liz. Did you just give me a signal in there, or were you just scratching your ear? There you go. You've got to be careful what you do on a radio station. You scratch your ear, the whole thing's going to go off the air. We'll switch to the opera or something. Who knows? Pick up a John Gambling tape. This is WOR New York. Thank you, Liz. It's very good. Now, uh, we're breaking in a new producer here, and it's very difficult. Uh, new producers find it, they feel a little silly giving signals. They do. As a matter of fact, I, <laughs> you know, because after all, it's basically a childish thing. You up, you know, you go like this, you know, and it's a kind of funny. I, I had a, guy, a friend of mine who, who became a, a football referee, and uh, for the first three games, I mean, it was chaos because he couldn't find it in him to blow a whistle. He thought, you know, it's kid stuff. <laughs> and, you know, blowing whistles and all that. Either kids or cops, you know. So, uh, nevertheless, would you please, Ed, uh, once again, uh, for, well, well, but before we do this, uh, let's, uh, let's lay a little, uh, uh, the slob loves commercials, by the way. 
Now, one thing you must say about the slob is that he, he's, he's really basically part of our culture, so much more so than the so-called. By the way, the slob, to the slob, there's no such thing as an intellectual. There's always so-called intellectuals or pseudo-intellectuals. Uh, there's never any real intellectual to the slob. There's either guys like him who think and the other ones. Now, uh, in, in, in the, the slob's attitude towards commercials can be found very readily. Uh, I, uh, whenever I do a commercial, the slob never recognizes anything else I do. However, uh, often after having done a commercial, uh, the slob will recognize me even on the street and he'll say, Hey, damn beer commercial's great! Well, this, this uh, you know, tags him right where he lives. Uh, he lives by the commercial. And so tonight, for the benefit of the slob, to give him a little more uh, security in tonight's show, we'd like to lay on you a commercial. Uh, if breakfast leaves you cold, friends, uh, friends, uh, warm up to a nice hot dish of Wolf's Kasha. Now, can you imagine a slob sitting down to something like that? Now, oh, no, no way. Nutty-flavored little kernels of roasted buckwheat groats. Hey, what's a groat, Shepard? Well, I'll tell you. Groats can be found on the Isle of Crete. Uh, they, they generally come in herds, and uh, they, they are milked, and quite often uh, the flesh is roasted. However, the, the uh, kasha, the wolf's kasha, is made of genuine groats, and so that you may find even more interesting. And uh, we'd like to suggest that the, you, you send in for recipes, because I can hear many of you saying, How do you fix them, huh? Well, that's no problem. You just send in for this recipe book, Wolf's Kasha Cookbook. You can find it in the uh, next to, it says according to the copy here, you find it next to the gefilte fish in your local grocery store. Uh, <laughs> hey, what's gefilte? Well, that's another problem. We'll, we'll, that comes later on in the course. We'll save that till next semester. Wolf's, that's with two F's, W-O-L-F-F-S, in care of me. You just write down me, M-E. That'll get to me. Very good. W-O-R, New York, 1008. You've got to be over 21. And you must be a recognized slob. Put your thumbprint all over it. You know, break the pencil when you're writing. They'll know you're, you know, one of the real ones. Okay? They'll send you a cookbook, how to make them. Make the groats and the stuff, you know. This is the sound of time passing. Our lives are divided by time's fragments. Each second, every minute, the next hour, time passes until a lifetime is spent. But while we have the time to spend, we should spend it living living life, and not running from it. Today, young people with whole lifetimes ahead are trying to escape from life through drug abuse. They think that drugs conquer time, compress it, expand it. They think that drugs make them the masters of time and not its slave. But as inexorably as time passing, in the end it will all add up to the same. Through participation in Operation Drug Alert, Kiwanis Club's ask you to educate yourself, your youth, your community to the presence and danger of drug abuse. Because time is running out.
ten performances of the Bel Canto Opera, Saturday, 7.30 p.m., and Sunday afternoon at 4 p.m. at the Madison Avenue Baptist Church, 30 East 31st Street. For information and reservation, call MU51377. All right, now, uh, we must return once again now to the all-request hour for the slobs. And, uh, the, and I, I hope all of you have your radios turned up because you've been requesting this now for well over a year. If you will, please, Edward. Oh, it's Bear Mr. Train. Yeah, Bear Mr. Train. Yeah, here we go. Yeah, what a bear, Mr. Train. What a bear, Mr. Train. A bear, Mr. Train, and now he's walking. A bear, Mr. Train. Yeah, what a bear, Mr. Train. What a bear, Mr. Train, and now he's walking. Oh, walking now, and now he's walking here. He's walking a bear. Hey, he's drinking a glass of beer. Yeah, beer. Bear, Mr. Train. Oh, bear, Mr. Train. A bear, Mr. Train, and now he's walking. But let, let us put it on this basis if the shoe fits, right? And uh, so uh, this is, as I said, all slob request night here tonight. And I suppose no no evening would be, uh, you know, for an, an all slob night would be complete without a little juice harp, right? <laughs> Incidentally, uh, other things which I find uh, I find uh, very common to the slob, and, and I, I must say that in some ways I admire him. For one thing, the slob has an absolute disdain for anything foreign. No question about that. Would you agree with that, Ed? In fact, a typical reaction of a slob to an $18,975 Ferrari pulling up next to his 53 Galaxy, the slob's 53 Galaxy, uh, is the following statement. Now, what do you think you are having that little tin can? Well, that's a typical slob reaction to elegance of any kind. When confronted, say, with uh, a car which he admits is a, is a smaller, a more economical car, say, for example, a Volkswagen or a Fiat, his reaction is something like this. Hey, where'd you get a real car? <laughs> that uh, is a typical reaction of the slob as he drives his 1949 Dodge Cornette with a Balsawood transmission. 
uh, heavily down the road from pothole to pothole. Now, uh, the, the uh, slob, when presented with anything foreign, is apt to have the following reaction. For example, if you are seen, uh, say, for example, uh, uh, quite possibly wearing an imported coat or maybe an imported uh, uh, shirt that he gets wind of. Hey, what's the matter? In America, good for you. Why'd you leave it, huh? Well, this, uh, this is a pretty direct reaction. Uh, he, tends to, he tends to run the bumper stickers, too, very heavily. Uh, his bumper sticker generally has this kind of a, kind of a, it deals with many of the foreign policy problems of America. His bumper stickers generally say, uh, America, love it or leave it! This uh, is, uh, is, is a typical uh, slob political statement. Uh, another thing, too, he has definite attitudes towards, say, things such as uh, firearms. And the uh, slob will have on the back of his car the following bumper sticker. Uh, I love criminals, not guns! Well, he, uh, he feels uh, <laughs> he feels strongly about this. You've seen that, Ed, many times. Uh, he he believes very strongly in the right to bear arms. You know, particularly the slobs to bear arms. And so uh, he, he is very much of a of a fundamentalist when it comes to things like interpretation of the Constitution and uh, other types of religious uh, attitudes towards life. And now, if uh, you don't mind, I would like to once again. I'll give you, uh, uh, for those of you slobs out there who are still with us tonight, because the slob tends to fall asleep early. He's, uh, and another thing is, oh, he has very definite views on food. Uh, a slob, is, his views can often be expressed in this, uh, one simple phrase. I'm a meat and potatoes man! Now, uh, a slob is just that, meat and potatoes. And uh, he doesn't care how the meat is fixed or how the potatoes are fixed as long as it's meat and potatoes. And, uh... He'll often, uh, he'll often, when a little elegant, will often say this, uh, you know, Hey, put a little gravy on it! So this, uh, this is a statement, really, in a sense, that he likes a little embellishment occasionally on moments of, of joy and celebration. Uh, he, uh, he, for time to time, you'll hear him occasionally holler the following, uh, such as, Hey, why do you put no salt in it, huh? Well, uh, he, uh, <laughs> he, he, he's very, he's very uh, expressive in his views. I... I've often admired him for his directness. I think uh, we who are not quite in that category do admire him for his ability to quickly solve problems. Uh, his, his ability uh, is often quite physical, but nevertheless very direct and quite often very effective, like, Ah, he in the mouth! Now, uh, he, he, uh, he, uh, he solves many problems this way. Uh, his, his attitude towards uh, women's lib, for example, is pretty well defined. His attitude towards women is pretty well defined. Uh, it can generally be expressed in a very short phrase as, Hey, baby, ho! This, uh, this is about all he says. Uh, <laughs> or sometimes, if married, he might say, Will you shut up? This is uh, pretty direct, and uh, it, it solves many problems of a, of a sexual nature in the, uh, in the establishment that the slob maintains. Now, uh, would you please, Ed, I think we're getting ready to do another uh, slob tune, which has been requested hundreds of times. He likes this. I, I don't know why, because... This has a certain style and elegance to it. But there again, it shows that the slob is unpredictable. You cannot predict it. You really can't. Uh, he, for example, in his home, he tends to be very protean in his selection of furniture. For example, uh, I heard a slob the other day uh, up in the appliance department of Macy's say the following. Hey, you got any of Chinese-American television? He was looking for a Chinese-American TV, which I thought was pretty good. Especially when he said the following. I like the Chinese mandarin. 
Well, it's kind of interesting that he likes Chinese modern, uh, since he is basically really very uh, chauvinistic. Uh, uh, for example, uh, when often confronted with the Far East, he will say, Hey, yo, Billy! This, uh, this, uh, he was very offended when the president went to China and uh, to this day remains unmollified uh, by this, uh, you know, the subsequent events. However, for some reason or other, he happens to like this. I know no reason why, except the unpredictability of the slob often will do this. You cannot predict him. Uh, here is what uh, has been requested by hundreds and hundreds of slobs over the past year. Uh, sometimes their, their thumb-printed, uh, smudged letters are somewhat touching uh, in, their, in their, their directness. Uh, like, uh, for example, a typical slob letter of approval of your show is, uh, Hey, Chef, are you damn good? Well, I accept that. I mean, I really do. I like the, the directness. Uh, the, the Times would never do that. Uh, Clive Barnes is not capable of that kind of honest purity of line. No way. So, uh, if you will, please, Ed. Yeah. Uh, he, he particularly likes the sound of the juice out when it's played in this fashion. Yeah, okay. Oh, I'm the sheik. Yeah. I'm the sheik of therapy. Oh, your love, your love belongs to me. Yeah, at night, when you're asleep, into your tent, I'll creep. <laughs> well, the stars above will shine. And we'll light our way to love, 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 The stars above will light away love, and will light, light away to love, love, love. Oh, you rule this land with me, baby. I'm the sheep, 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 sheep of therapy. Yeah, yeah. Ba, 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 sheep, sheep, sheep of therapy. Yeah, ba, boo, hoo, ba. Ba, ba, boo, ba, ba, sheep of therapy. Now, uh... That's totally unpredictable. Why the slob would like that melange of sound is beyond me. I have not. Uh, I don't. Uh, I don't have the. Uh, I don't have the feeling of omniscience to uh, actually uh, make a prediction or a statement as to why the slob likes this particular piece of music. Can you explain it at all? No, I can't. Because it's it's way out of his usual realm, his ordinary uh, frame of reference. Now, for other uh, other, uh, I suppose you might say, slob attitudes. We tonight, uh, incidentally, I want to go very much clearly on the on the record here that I am not deploring any of the various likes, dislikes, and statements by the slob. I, I as I often said, I don't make the news; <laughs> I only report it. And uh, so there he is. 
Now, for example, a, a, one of the most interesting things is the uh, is the the slobs attitude towards kids, uh, which uh, which is also very direct. It, it's very parallel to his uh, attitude towards women. And when pressed to the wall, the slob often will will make a statement like this: "Will you shut up, you little beggar?" That's a uh, quick and to the, to the to right to the point. Or, for example, "Will you shut off the TV? I'm trying to talk to Eddie." Okay, and uh, he's, he's probably <laughs> he's probably right. Uh, so he he doesn't have much trouble with his kids. Not uh, this the, the difficulty with children and with women is that it's a problem really mostly that the intellectual has. Would you agree with that, Ed? Yeah, that's right. Uh, because you see, he has a direct way of dealing with these problems, and I I uh, find that the uh, that the slob's attitude. Uh, can be defined often by the kind of car that he enjoys. Uh, he uh, he tends to run to large machines generally, and uh, his his car tastes are quite definite and well defined. Uh, for example, a, a slob will often state his entire philosophy in one phrase relating to the machine, to the car. He will say at a bar, for example, "Oh, I'm a Pontiac man." Well, he is. He cannot be called a religious man in the truest sense of the word. His religion is his car. And uh, since it is his car, he will fight to the death for his car. Do you agree with that, Ed? Very much so. And uh, all these all these things lead us to realize that we have amongst us a really hardy subspecies. Uh, they're almost indestructible. Uh, the Slav has been with us throughout history. In fact, uh, quite probably... Had you been able to go back in time, say to the days of of the great Romans, to the days of uh, of the emperors, uh, maybe the uh, the uh, the great Caesar himself, that somewhere back in the crowd was a slob wearing a toga, usually in this case a stained with ketchup or whatever passed for ketchup at that time, as as Caesar passed by with his legions in great panoply, the slob would quite probably be heard to say, "Yeah, bum." So he was drowned, of course, among the crowd's cheers for Caesar. But you notice he was correct. The slob is often, ironically enough, historically correct. We've got to accept that. In fact, uh, <laughs> one, of the, one of the first reactions of the slob when the rise of Hitler came on uh, was, the, was the slob back in the crowd in the middle of a gigantic rally at Nuremberg, hollering, Let a toothbrush mustache, a little runt! Well... He was shouted down by the intellectuals of his day, led by Dr. Joseph Goebbels, who incidentally was a doctor of philosophy from a very elegant university. So it is not always, uh, and I, have to, I hate to say this to you out there, it is not always true that the intellectual is invariably right. In fact, I would say his average is no better than the slobs in that respect, except that he finds a more elegant way of expressing his ineptitude. Uh, this, uh, <laughs> this often confuses history. <laughs> oh, incidentally, uh, Harry Truman, uh, uh, the, the great president, uh, was the darling of the slobs in the beginning of his term. You know that. In fact, uh, the slob would often be found standing at the back of the small crowds that attended Mr. Truman when he was attempting to get reelected, and he was hollering such epithets as, Hey, give him hell, Harry! That's about all he said. Now history has proven, of course, he was correct. Harry Truman was a great president and uh, will go down in the history books as a great president. He already has. 
So the slob is not to be put down. I'm just warning you this. He's liable to be right, which is infuriating. But nevertheless, he is very much liable to be right. In fact, uh, for those of you who follow sports, you recognize that the slob is often very right, sometimes wrong, but often very right. Just uh, last year, for example, when, uh, when the unlamented Fran Parkinson was the darling of the New York Post and the, the George Plimpton crowd, uh, the slob could be heard way back of the, of the goal post, way up. He's always sitting in bad seats. He's way up near the top hollering, Hey, Fran, where the hell are you going to go? Get back to Minnesota! Well, when he did... As you know, Fran Tarkenton left the town. The Giants immediately began to pick up and are now a quite respectable ball club. When Mr. Tarkenton joined the Minnesota club, they plunged into the depths. So uh, the slob is not entirely wrong, always. So it is tonight that we recognize the fact that he has a certain animal wisdom, and that's not to be put down. Uh, Would you please put that note in your notebook there, Liz? Animal wisdom. This is what the slob has. And it's damn good sometimes. I'll tell you, if you're going to try to outwit a wolf in the jung- in, in the in the far north, he's not as smart as you. I mean, you know, you you know all these things like you know you know all the etudes of Chopin and you know how to read, sort of, and uh, you can do all these things like you have a thumb where you can pick up uh, hairpins and stuff. The, the 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 wolf can't do that, but he has a certain animal wisdom about the forest that you do not have, and uh, I would suggest that you move out quickly when he moves on the scene, because he's better at being a wolf than you are at being, you know, a walking-around guy in the woods, right? So the slob is this way. He does not uh, think things out in the accepted sense of the word think. He does not sit down. and He has difficulty, incidentally, connecting fact A with fact B or fact C or fact D. Uh, he, he's, not, he's not known for straight-line logic. However, he is known quite often for getting right at the heart of a basic matter. Uh, many a slob uh, was, the first to, was the first to spot uh, tens, let's say, trends in the society that proved to be somewhat uh, uh, deleterious, ultimately. Uh, for example, the, uh, the slob was one of the very first guys when America, led by many intellectuals back in the early 20s, decided to go uh, for uh, prohibition, decided for the betterment of all slobs to make beer illegal and to declare wine and all other beverages illegal. Well, the slob's first reaction to this is expressed in a famous term five minutes after the bill was signed by the president and passed by the Congress and the states. The first slob surfaced in Teaneck, New Jersey and hollered the following phrase, The hell was there? Which became uh, almost the watchword of the slobs throughout that entire benighted period of our career, of our history. For ten years, the slob fought remorselessly against that. In fact, even one of one of the slobs' uh, uh, the, the famous phrase, which became almost the watchword too of the time, says, "Hey, with them, I'll make my own in the bathtub," which is what he did. He proceeded to make his own stuff in the bathtub. He didn't even bother often to clean the tub out after last Saturday's bath, which added a little soup sound of interest and uh, a kind of uh, exotic quality to the beverages that he produced. However, that did not matter. Uh, the slob's attitude towards merrymaking is, is, is also found in the same, uh, same genre. Uh, he will often say, Hey, let's have a blast, Eddie! That's all he is interested in. He's, he's not interested in an elegant evening at Lincoln Center or, uh, or an elegant evening at a, at a cocktail party. A slob never goes to cocktail parties. He doesn't do that. 
Uh, he, he, the slob, by the way, his attitude towards eat and drink as it is towards sex is direct. Very direct. Uh, and, and for that reason, he is a formidable foe. And so tonight, I, I hope you've enjoyed uh, all of you slobs out there. I hope you've enjoyed the, the, uh, the uh, this is slob night on the, on the station. Uh, we've, had, uh, we've had other minority nights here on the station. We've, we've celebrated the works of many minorities. And tonight, we've taken up the, the slob, which is a distinct minority, and yet a very vocal and a vital group within us. Where would we be, seriously, uh, if you're a working intellectual? Where would you be without the slob? Where would you be without him? Who could you blame? Uh, you can blame him for practically everything. But then, on the other hand, he blames the non-slob for practically everything, too. His attitude towards, for example, clothing and uh, personal appearance is very direct, like, uh, Hey, what are you cutting your hair? This, uh, this uh, is, is, he has a very big thing about cutting hair. Uh, he, also, he also has a thing about clothing. Uh, if, if uh, for example, you... you wear a leather jacket. Now, he wears leather jackets, but only when he's driving his truck around. And uh, generally, if it says a Schultz's Bakery on the back. But if, he's, if he finds you wearing a leather jacket, for example, and riding a motorcycle, he's liable, and wearing a beard at the same time, he's liable to holler the following out of his Ford Galaxy at you as he goes by. Who do you think you are, Marlon Brando, huh? Uh, this uh, this uh, is, uh, is a typical... As a matter of fact, he has a witticism, which he generally says is in the following way. His witticism goes like this. Uh, hey! By the way, he, he tends to run to ethnic jokes. Uh, a typical Slav ethnic joke is, uh, Hey, you guys know what a Polish tuxedo is, huh? What kind of a tuxedo is a Polak wear, huh? Well, he, uh, he <laughs> this is his humor. Among the, uh, among the comics, by the way, he tends to go for Henny Youngman. Uh, he enjoys the work of Mr. Youngman, and he also enjoys the work of, uh, quite often, Buddy Hackett. Uh, Don Rickles is one of his favorite comics because Don Rickles deals in the type of humor that he finds most felicitous to him, the personal insult. The the, in fact, the slob invented the personal insult as a means of witticism. For example, a slob comic will quite often say this to his audience, Hey, uh... What is that you're doing out there? You eating a banana or is that your nose, huh? <laughs> that is a slob comic at work. And, of course, the slob sitting in the crowd enjoys it immensely. And so we hope you have enjoyed this, uh, this uh, little salute tonight to the great, uh, uh, the great inner uh, core. It's, it's truly the inner core, the soul of the earth. Uh, the, uh, the basic uh, groundwork, the mud upon which the foundation of civilization has been based. Hey, Shepard, come with the words. What do you think, huh? All right. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll take that up sometime in the future. And so if uh, any of you uh, slobs out there would like to, we'd, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear uh, your various tributes and your various, various blasts against our show because the slob is best when he's blasting. The, the slob is basically a blasting-type personality. Do you agree, Ed? Uh, for example, hey, Shepard, why do you shut up, huh? Uh, this uh, has been said to me many times by uh, slobs in the audience, and uh, I, ex I, in many ways, I, I honor them and respect them for their direct and simple honesty. It's not found very often in today's life. There's no circumlocution among the slob. What was that word, huh? No, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, I should uh, translate for you if you're slob out there. That means no, uh, 
Uh, you know, you're no walking around the bush, right? You understand? He's no, you know, it gets right down to the basic, right? Oh, yeah, I see what you mean. And that uh, concludes tonight's salute to the slob. Thank you very much. And uh, attempt at all odds, if you can, to continue to think clean thoughts throughout this new year. Not easy, but continue to think it. Hey, shit, but that's good. <laughs> clean thoughts, huh? Good night. Be honest. New York. Stay tuned for Lester Smith in the news. This is the news in detail on the hour from the WOR newsroom. The United States military command in Saigon reported American aircraft went over North Vietnam today to hit supply dumps and military convoys in the Panhandle region just above the demilitarized zone. But North Vietnam claims that United States planes were above the 20th parallel, bombing what it said were many populated areas in a province southeast of Hanoi. In South Vietnam, communist commando attacks killed a policeman and a civilian in a hamlet 12 miles southeast of Saigon. There were other assaults in the district just north of the capital city. President Nixon has opened some as Vietnam plan to congressional leaders Today, the president met a bipartisan group of Senate and House leaders at the White House. One Republican at that conference said that the president said that he should know next week whether the North Vietnamese are ready to negotiate seriously. And the president is said to have told the congressman that he cannot say yet whether Vietnam peace agreement is near. Meanwhile, Dr. Henry Kissinger talked with two South Vietnamese government representatives on their visit to Washington. One of the men from Saigon said the withdrawal of North Vietnamese soldiers from the South remains the big block to a peace settlement. The South Vietnamese envoys may ask some congressmen not to attempt to cut off Vietnam war funds if a ceasefire is not reached soon. In Paris, the technical workers for the United States and Vietnamese peace negotiators continued their duties today on the details of a 